It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! That's a shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did in 2014! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor Podcast. It's been the international break. So, I've been... You know, uh, sitting on the sofa, looking at a blank screen of TV, eating crisps, just waiting for Arsenal to come back on. In the meantime, of course, seeing a couple of good England games, to be fair. Emil Smith-Rowe, Aaron Ramsdale, Bakaya Saka all getting clean sheets or getting on the score sheet, assisting Harry Kane because he can't score normally. Um, it's it's been, it's been good. It's been really good. And, I, and I've been excited. Um, but so... There isn't much Arsenal things to talk about other than the, the sort of success of the international break. So we've got Steve with us again from the uh, In The Clock End podcast. How are you doing, Steve? Hello, mate. I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. How's uh, how's the international break treated you this this time? I'm not going to lie to you. I've not watched a single minute of international football. Mate. Um, I saw that Cristiano Ronaldo was crying, so I enjoyed that. saw a pitch on Twitter. Obviously, Emil Smith Rowe, you got his England call it, which you know I was, you know, really happy for him. But apart from that, mate, no interest, yeah. zero. It's um, been, yeah, it's been a bit of a weird one, hasn't it? I mean, in a sense that, like, usually I, I don't, I'm, I'm not one, certainly less so than a lot of others. I'm, I enjoy the international break sometimes, like not, not as much as the Premier League, and that's the thing that gets in the way. But like I do enjoy watching games. Like I, I'm not one of those that thinks every single one's a dead rubber, and I like seeing where we are, where we're going. So that when we do get to the World Cup, it feels like a bit more exciting somehow. But um, what have you made of the whole Emma Smith Rowe? I think really Emma Smith Rowe in particular getting into the team and doing his thing. Um, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but but what have you made of just the whole sort of experience of that happening? Because I've felt like a proud dad. <laughs> I don't know about you. You know what? It's it, it's it's warranted, isn't it? I think it was it was on the cards for a long time. Um, and I think what makes it even more special is the fact that you've got him, Saka, and Aaron Ramsdale together. Three, mm. um, you know, they're so important to Arsenal, and to see them go on to play for England as well. Um, but honestly, mate, I'd be lying if I said it. I, I'd seen the goals. I'd watched. <laughs> Anything I'm really, from it. I'm really not. An, I'm really not a. I just don't like international football. I only get interested in international football at the major tournaments, and and that's usually. You could call me a glory hunter, maybe in that in that sense. I only really like it in the later rounds. I I, I get a lot of grief of my friends who are uh, big into England because yeah. they say, "Oh, you're never interested." And it's like, well, I just as I know, I, I'm very much a club for country man. Oh um, yeah, okay. I could, I could talk about Arsenal all day, England. I can take it or leave it. But listen, you know, it, it's great, isn't it, uh, that they've made it. And I'm, of course, really happy for them both. You know, just just stay fit. That's the priority. Just don't get injured. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, I, 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 love, I love an England game. I like getting behind it. I like the way it brings the country together, uh, to, to be honest. I, I really enjoy it. I, I wouldn't say I was one before the other. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, it makes it hard to like players who play for Tottenham uh, you know when it comes to England thing and things like that but I do really enjoy it and look I just apart from anything else I love the story of it so looking like a Mill Smith row it clearly means the world to him Saka too they've been best friends since they were tiny and they've come up through the hail end they've only just broken into the first team properly particularly Mill Smith row they've taken Arsenal to where they are now they've 
you know, they've they've um, broken single team and are just starting together. It's such a good story. It's what it's all about, right? So, um, no, it's been it's been good to 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 to, to witness that. And I think Emil Smith Rowe is going to come back a bigger and badder and better player for it. Um, just that wave of confidence, you know. Like so I used to play rugby, right? And um, I think like I always get into teams that were a bit better than my level, and then I'd sort of grow into that. And then I'd get into like, say, like, for example, I got into a club and then school or whatever it may be. And eventually, like, anytime I'd go up a level, so like I'd go and play for an older age group or you got into the county team at some point, when you go back down, as not down a stage in a sense, or like what is seen as down, like you just feel like you're the man. Like you, you just feel like you, 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 you can handle that. And that's like, you're not above it, but like you are... That's not a way of saying it, but like you can handle whatever's below because, like, you know, you can. And your next like level above is is what you've already gone to like push on elsewhere. So it's all about maintaining it. And uh, I, I just hope that that's the kind of psychology that happens at elite level um, compared to under sixteen, extremely amateur level like me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good point though. If you think about when we talk about Arsenal lacking experience, this England squad whether you like some of the players or not, it's full of experienced pros who've been around a long time and it's only going to help his game playing with these players. We may not like them and they may not, they may not play for the Arsenal, but you know, in the long term, it, it will definitely help his game. So I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, let's get him back for, let's get him back for Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've got, obviously got Liverpool at the weekend. I mean, look, and just to, just to sort of go over what we're going to do today for this at home, we're going to, um, we're, we're going to scrap the sort of match analysis bit because Hey, there's been no match so um we're gonna go we've obviously you've all submitted your questions which we're very thankful for we've got a whole load of questions today so um we're gonna try and get through a number of them in a sort of hour period because i'm sure you'll get a bit bored after that but we'll um sort of go through them one by one and perhaps we'll just finish by just saying what we think what could happen at liverpool how we could win perhaps there's a question on it i'm not sure um but let's get stuck in. I mean, shall we, mate? What do you think? Should we should we dive into it? Anything else to add from the international break that you're happy, sad about? Um, Aubameyang scored a penalty. <laughs> Did but, he? Yeah, but he's apparently injured. I've read this and I've, I've tried to dive into it. It does look like they had a pre-agreement. Well, yeah, I've read both. So I'm not sure whether mm. it's a little bit of mind games because Liverpool have done the same. Really? They've, they've Mane. Apparently there's a lot of Liverpool players out for the game, but... How many times has Mourinho done this whenever we yeah. play Tottenham? And Harry Kane always had an injury. So, yeah, take um, it with a pinch of salt, right? Take it with a pinch of salt, mate. Have you ever heard of something called happy ears? Happy ears? That's no, just course. basically hearing what you want to hear. Um, <laughs> and I'm very, very much thinking that he's going to be absolutely fine. It's a pre-agreement and all that sort of stuff. But I'm hoping that, that um, Jürgen Klopp thinks otherwise. Let's hope so, eh? <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, what have I done here? Oh, yeah, no. God, sorry. I was reading something that I'd written down for one of our questions and I got really confused. I'll show you later on. Um, do you, do, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go from the first page you sent me and we, we will work like... We, I think we should pick our best. I mean, there's quite a few. I'm not sure we'll get, all, get through all of them. Okay. Because um, I'd like to sort of dive into them properly from the ones that we like. I mean, we could even start with the big one that we've prepped okay. for, the only one that we've actually read and prepped for. Um, it took me a whole five minutes this did. <laughs> I know, I know It took me ages this I was actually sitting in the bar While I was doing it I don't know if that's <laughs> Um But I Okay, so Again, I think Tatania Fozard who, who kindly sent A um, question in last time Has also sent A very good question this time um, 
So we've obviously done a bit of prep on this and it's very, very difficult to answer. If you could take one player from each of the Premier League teams to make up a squad, who would you pick? So I actually reinterpreted this a little bit in the sense I didn't want to pick a full squad. I just picked my first 11. So that's one player from each team up to obviously 11 teams. This was so hard. <laughs> um, what formation have you gone for? I've gone for a 4 2 3 1. You've gone for 4 2 3 1? I love it. Okay. Ideally, I like it. I, I wanted more of a, a 2 2 5 1 just to allocate yeah. the players. Mate, I'm <laughs> so top heavy. Top me, um, too, mate. I, I reckon we've got some side, similar. I reckon I we've got a few. I think we've gone similar. I've gone 4 3 3 just to keep it simple. Um, because do you know what I did? I started with Arsenal, so I was like, "Who are other players?" Same. Did you do the same? Yeah, exactly the same. Like, I was like, "Who are the players?" Is like in their position, would I be really comfortable having there like over anyone else, but also free up everywhere else, mm. so that I could choose some of the elite talent there? So, where who which Arsenal players did you put in, and where is he? I've gone for Gabriel. Interesting. Um, very, very I mean, interesting. Okay. Initially, I put Sakrim, but I thought mm-hmm. I knew I'd be so top heavy because my knowledge of defensive players outside the top five or six clubs is pretty poor. Okay. And once you sort of, you know, taken the the various players from, from Man United, the Chelsea's, you're down to the bare bones. So I thought Gabriel is probably one of the best centre backs in the league right now. Yeah. Um, and a solid choice. That's so fair. I, That's fair. Well, I I, I, let, I went with Ramsdale. Actually, yeah, good choice. Yeah. I like it. You know, I think in, on form, I think the way he distributes, I think, you know, he's he's got the capacity to be, to be certainly be one of the best of the Premier League, and he's definitely matched, if not been better than Edison this season at his distribution. I think he's form wise probably the form keeper in the Premier League, and yeah. what that also allows us to do, like as much as I love Saka and Emil Smith Rowe and party and everything like that, I do just think there are at the moment at the age some players are at, there are better players at let's say right wing or left wing or left sentiment undoubtedly yeah so, which is fine that's no problem in saying that but obviously we work as an engine and all that. i'm not to get into that but um so should we, should we want to start because we're tight top heavy should we start from the back then yeah okay so who's your back your back what for back four so i don't know if somebody's out of position so bear with me so i've gone for gabriel and Keane from everton Keane. okay so he's your everton player yeah a uh, fullback one for Mings from Villa. Oh, that's a, he's not a fullback. Is he not a fullback? Yeah, have him at your cash because he's really good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I um, have him in, but I. My other fullback, I, I can't pronounce his name. He's the guy from Brighton with the man with the, with the big hair who gave Tommy Yasu an absolute um, nightmare. At Brighton. Oh, uh, he's, oh, he's oh, a, he does he does play left back as well. I, I yeah, did look at it. He does. He's the Spanish guy um, who. I can't, I, I can't, I'm not going to pronounce it. I'll butcher it. Yeah, no, that's the Wolves guy. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, okay. It's I do about C-U-C, Kukulera, Kukulera. Yeah, not. I can't remember, mate. I just remember him causing us havoc and him scoring, sorry, should have scoring about three, but um, um, fair play. Okay. What about yourself? Sorry, so you've got, let's say, who have you got, sorry? So I've got Mings, no, not Mings. We, we've, we've got rid of Mings, haven't we? It yeah. Was, uh, Although I think, well, so I'm pretty sure Matty Cash is a left back. So you're going to. Is he? Kukurea. He's a right back. I, I apologise. He is a right back. You are correct. 
Um, so yeah, you can have Kudra as a left back. Yeah, it's not going too well actually. This, um, but okay, fair enough. So I mean, I, I've gone for some players. This is where I really tried to free up some serious attacking talent. But I, I'm really happy with my choices. Um, so I've got um, at right back Lamptey, um, Brighton right back, lot of promise, very attacking. Um, I think he's got a lot to, to give. Siyunchu and Cody at the back. I think they'll they'll complement each other. So that's um, a Leicester and Wolves combination. Very meaty. I think they can do a lot together. A lot of leadership. Um, and I think Cody's someone that can pull off short hair and Siyunchu's someone that can pull off long hair. So <laughs> great combination in the Barnet department. Like it. Following from what we were discussing before this. And I've got um, Luca Dina, who I actually... For Everton, obviously, as a left back, and I think uh, he is possibly the most underrated player in the Premier League. I think he is up there with one of the top two uh, on a good day, the best left back in the league. I had him in my lineup, actually. Did you? With Kutareya, but I wanted, to, but I needed a centre back, so I put because I'm Keane's Everton as well. Yeah, I kind of both. Um, but yeah, that's a good choice. Did I, did I, did I mention I've got Smiking and Goal, by the way? Oh, you got Schmeichel and Goal. Okay, that's good. So that's your Leicester player, right? I'm okay. going to skip that. Yeah, yeah. We're playing Rush goalie in my team. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? He's he's good though. I mean, we've got a hell. There's a lot of good Premier League keepers. And um, well, I put Martinez in there, and I thought mm, we didn't sit right. Oh, mate, can't do that. No, we'll, we'll still be talking about Arsenal for months. So, um, all right. Who's your midfield? So you've got a double pivot, haven't you? So I've got yeah, I've gone Declan Rice and Kante. So Kante is your Chelsea player. Wait. Surely I've got it. I think I delete because I changed mine so many times. Oh, I'm gonna have to put Kante in now. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh my god, because I put I took out so many players. Go you on, see this listener? He's just copying me. Here. Yeah, this is it. just blatant. Well, I had James Ward Prowse from because you know he can bang in the free kicks, but no, sorry, go ahead. So yeah, it's, it's Rice Kante, and then I've got attacking three of Son, Bruno, Kevin De Bruyne, and then Salah. Okay, so I see what you've done there. You've added a Spurs player. I'm not sure where that came from, mate. I know, I know, but he's very good. He is unreal. Yeah, no, I, I was going to put him in, but I decided that I couldn't. I just couldn't. I mean, the question didn't specify I couldn't. It didn't. I mean, I also, I, mean I, don't, I also don't particularly like Bruno Fernandes or Mo Salah or no, Declan Rice or Kante. Don't like any of them, if that's... You've got, li- you got to limit yourself somehow, but like, yeah. I just, I refuse to put Spurs players in my fantasy team or this. Yeah, um, I get it, but you know, I get it, I get it. But like, imagine if he scores for you, what you can do, celebrate that's the thing, sue know? me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this isn't real, mate. So that's true, <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, okay, so in in midfield, I've gone Kante, De Bruyne, and Fernandez. I think nice. De Bruyne and Fernandez, a little bit of free license, Kante holding and protecting that back four. And I've got a front three, slightly controversially, um, of so Antonio spearheading it. Good player. And then Salah and Rafinha on the outside of them. I thought Rafinha on the left. Leeds. Oh, he's their new signing. Yeah, he came in last year. He's Brazilian. He's just absolutely class. Well, to be fair, I actually don't know who played championship, but whenever they came up, he's just been class ever since. Um, I'm pretty sure he signed for them that time. But um, Didn't he score that screamer against Norwich? Yes. He's got a few screamers, mate. He loves it. Um, So just, just to recap, Ramsdale... And goal, Lamptey, Sienchu, Cody, Dina in the back four, Kante to hold, De Bruyne and Fernandez, 
as the partners in in that three. Um, Rafinha on the left, Salah on the right, Antonio through the middle. It's a solid team, mate. Go on, who's yours then? So, just so you've got Schmeichel. Yeah, um, centre-back pairing of Gabriel and Key. Full-backs, uh, Mings and Kusareo. Uh, Rice and Kante in the pivot. And then uh, Bruno in the number 10. Mm. And then I guess you could put Kevin De Bruyne down the right, and down the left. And then Mo Salah yeah, yeah. in front. Um, Interesting, okay. Very top-heavy as well. Yeah, we, you're going forward a lot, mate. You know, that's all you need. I wasn't. I wasn't sure whether to have like go like Gabriel and then um, Van Dyke, and then maybe like go for like some like Ollie Watkins at front. But I thought no, that's too weak. Or yeah, who's that? Who's that guy? The, Braz- the Brazilian he plays for Everton. Um, um, the Brazilian plays for Everton. What? Uh, oh, Minha. No, sorry, he's Colombian. Um, oh God, the, the attacker uh, Richarlison. Yeah, I really like him as well. But yeah. most sellers just. He's, he's the best in the world, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I toyed with, you know, DCL, but I wanted to get Luca Dino in there. I think he's too good not to. Um, so I whacked him in. Fair. Uh, Who do you think would win between our teams? I think <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of goals in it. There would be a lot of goals. <laughs> Lots of goals. I mean, I'd, I'd have to play like an Uno Emery style of football, like basically try and outscore the opposition. We're going to concede a lot, guys. We've got, we've got to keep scoring. Mm. It's got yeah. to keep going. What's the what's the plan, Unai? I, I don't know. You just play. <laughs> that was my Unai accent. Um, That's very good. Thank you, mate. Good evening. Um, so, okay, let's. We, do you want to choose another question? Sure. You should you should put the teams up on a little poll on um, Instagram. It's a really good shout, actually. I'm going and to see that. who um, and say who should we win. Just just out of interest, really. It's a really good question. That is a really good question. And we can come back to it at the end of the podcast and see. Yeah, I'm going to do that now. Go on. You 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 read a question and then start. I'm going to okay down. Okay. Well, this is a funny question um, from Emil Rinken. Rinken Rinken. Who do you want as your striker? Prime Nicholas Bentler or Omri Lone from MLS? Um. I'm going to say Henri Lone from MLS. I mean, to be honest, I think I think I'd take Thierry if he was in a wheelchair over Nicholas Bentler. Yeah, to be honest, hundred um, percent. I mean, what is what was prime Nicholas Bentner? What, what it wasn't it wasn't the best, was it? That is so. It's funny. not. The, isn't he got an autobiography out? Uh, yeah, I think he does. I think I'd love to good. read that because he, he's pretty good. He had some. Um, he was a bit crazy, wasn't he, off the field? He had, yeah. he had a, quite a wild life. Like drugs, gambling, gambling, and, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, look, I, I, I think, I think he had a special place in our heart, uh, Bentner. I think he was great. He was great fun. Um, I think he scored a couple of last-minute goals, stopped a couple of goals. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was fun. But I mean, look, I don't think Thierry Henry that was that good when he came back. But quite frankly, the way he scored He's that the king, goal, isn't he? Oh, the way he scored that lit goal against Leeds and the way he, I think it was against Stoke away. Did he? I could be wrong. Was it Stoke away? Sunderland away. Sunderland, Sunderland away. Sunderland away. Last minute. He was Arshavin with the, the, the ball over. Um, yeah, it was a great goal. Lovely yeah. finish. Okay. Just while I'm doing this, I'm, I'm actually just um, putting our teams up. No worries. Do you want me to ask another question? Another yeah, question? Go on. Actually, I've got a good one, actually. How do you do a poll? Actually, go on. Let's, let's, let's continue. Let's concentrate on this. I'll do it afterwards and I'll share okay. it, actually, because... Um, so go on, go ahead. What would you think of a? This is an awesome obsessed. Uh, what would you think of of a woman manager 
uh, at the Arsenal. And if so, is there any anyone out there? Um, I mean, there's Emma Hayes. She's won back-to-back, um, you know, trophies with Chelsea. She's good, uh, although she's had a lot of talent. It's, you know, one of those managers that's really hard to tell if she's any good because she's got so much resource. You know, like, it's one of those that she's never managed a team that hasn't any extent to the team with, like, not that much going for them, so it's really hard. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the answer's, like, honestly, I, I'd have a teacup managing us if they want to win us the league, like, whatever, like... Of course, and quite frankly, there should be more um, women in the game from the bottom level of coaching. There should be the more in the game, you know, not just from women, but from ethnic minorities. There's barely any. Uh, yeah, that's a, I was going to say, that's, that it's, it is yeah. very white. 100%, you know. But then even at the players' level, like, obviously, it's quite diverse to an extent, but then you don't get any Southeast Asian players particularly. No. Um, very rarely. I mean, I think that's definitely diversity is something you need to work on for sure. Um, I, I guess to a degree, right? Because ultimately, it's the sort of thing like you've still got to be good enough. You've oh, yeah. You've got to make it and, it. and it's, you know. Then again, it comes, I guess it comes from um, being... Well, I say like being in growing up in an environment that allows you to be able to you know, to play, but you see, you see some of the best footballers in the world come from, come from poverty, so it's not necessarily hundred yeah. percent. Well, it's it's um, it's opportunity and expectation, right? And I think if if there were as many scouts in, you know, let's say India as they were Brazil, yeah. and football was the main sport over in India, then I think there would probably be a hell of a lot more. But you know, I think it's um. It's also an expectation thing. I was, you know, I was speaking about this with my friend the other day. And I suppose this is maybe going a bit of a sidetrack, but it's it's interesting. Like in rugby, um, for, for for example, which is a very good exaggerated example of of how expectations can be can channel like what positionally you play as well. You know, and like in, typically, like as a there's a very rarely like a number ten like fly half or scrum half position that is from an ethnic minority. There's usually just a white person. And you know, let's. I think there'll be ethnic minorities that get put into positions where they're expected to do well, and it's kind of like a bias, right? And um, so, and I think if you sort of apply that to other sports, put it on an international level, um, and all the barriers that are up for a lot of people around the world, I think it's uh, that's probably where it comes from, right? And um, and then we sort of relate it back to, to to women in the men's game. I think the barriers are, are probably very invisible but very uh, like very very um clear in the sense that like i think probably abuse um like having no role models that are there at the moment in the men's game all of that like no it's, it's an expectation i think um i'm probably waffling at the moment but hmm. no, um, you're right though I, I think the issue we have in the men's game is i mean we have female referees now but it's still very low key um and i think ultimately I think they're just. I think it's all about attitudes, and I think football is still very uh, like a working class sport. With and you know what it's like when you go to football. You've been you know, and yourself, and you know the sort of the demographic are very much sort of like it's a very male uh, environment, and so so I guess it is very difficult. And you do tend to meet. Like, I know a lot of people, and they've got very much old school attitudes, and yeah, it, this is a man's game, and for men, blah blah blah, and it, you know, and it's very outdated. Um, so I think it would actually be very interesting if one day, you know, a woman was was to you know not as I asked any any um, 
you know, male football club. I think I think it would be a, a step in the right direction. I mean, I'll be honest, mate. Like, think about yeah, Ferguson giving the hairdryer treatment. You know, you know, what it's like when you when when they were half having a go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's you, good you, 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 I don't think I don't think they'd be lacking in that environment. You know, um, I think it I think it could be really good. Yeah, but, but I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll ever happen at the same time. Mate. Yeah, just I, I just can't see it happening. I think it will at some point. Just I don't know. That could be another thirty years before that really happens. And I I, I think um. Yeah, it's 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 something that that needs to be addressed. I mean, look, I, we've got how many male footballers that have come through the ranks and played in the Premier League, right? Well, obviously all of them. I don't know how many there's. There'll be thousands and thousands and thousands, and there's yet one in the whole of the football league yet to come out as gay. And clearly there will have been, and clearly they they haven't felt in the environment they feel safe enough to do. Yeah. So. And it's the same with women in sport. People don't feel safe enough to be there, and that's that's the nail on the head, mate. It's all the sort of you get a lot of, you know, especially in the stands, the chance. Some of the stuff you hear is disgusting. Um, yeah, I mean, we touched on that, like the Robbie Lyle stuff uh, on a, on a previous point. It's just you know the fact that that's happening week in week out, and you just think, well, you know, if you if you, you can go into a stadium and think about someone being like a you know, paedophile or whatever you want, and it's like, mm. and that's and that's just accepted. So happens to anger. Yeah, yeah. and it happened all the time. All the time. But um, yeah, it's um, to, yeah, to, con- it's, to it's, conclude though, it's, uh, it's yeah. a great question, and I think it's a really good question. It's something um, we'd like to see, but I think it will take a lot of time and um, educating people maybe to get there. I think what some of the most one of the issues is there's a lot of like male managers in the in the women's league at the moment, which kind of uh, which is fine, which is you know, but I feel like from a I guess from a role model perspective, you, you'd want, I suppose it's good actually. I mean, it's, I haven't really finalized this opinion on this. I'm thinking out loud here, but it is interesting that there's men's like there's comfortably men's in men coaches in the women's league, but it's definitely not the other way. I mean, do you, do you remember the way the, the physio was treated? Um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Cause she was a woman still is, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> still is. Still is. But she, and she, it, it was hounded. It was like she wasn't doing her job. She was sleeping with this player or this player or the manager. Yeah, it was like that was just like I think she ended up leaving, and I don't remember why. But I think it was. I mean, to be fair, some of those jokes came about John Terry, but that was more about John Terry than her. Yeah. Do you <laughs> so, remember when? I'm sorry to go across when uh-huh. there was that female pundit who criticised Leeds, and then then they tweeted about it, and then she ended up getting loads of hate. Yeah, and would they have done that if it was the likes of like Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher? I think so, necessarily. And, and and she yeah. came off Twitter in the end because of all the unabused. abuse. And that, this is a football club doing that. That's oh, ridiculous, isn't it? But it's it's like you um you know pundits get abuse and not abuse. I don't mean to say that, but get criticised. And whether you're a female, whether you're a male, whatever you are, like you you have the right to be criticised because guess what? You're sharing an opinion than someone else could be. Um, have a different opinion and that's fine because that's just what sport is that's what opinion is but it's when you've got like you've got let's let's pick two female um uh, pundits emma hayes again chelsea manager and alex scott um alex scott has a had to go and do during her career get a media degree to learn how to be a journalist and media and that sort of stuff and i think did she get a phd or is it a degree it might have been a master's something like that but in that field to make sure that she was good enough to battle in that and to be good. And lo and behold, she's presenter of X, she's presenter of Y, she's pundit here and she's absolutely smashing it. She's got great opinions, yada, yada, yada. It's very easy to understand that she's great. Um, 
And then Emma Hayes won, uh, lost the Champions League final with Chelsea, but won Premier League, won FA Cup, this and that, smashing it. Widely renowned as one of the best coaches in the game at the moment, and was a pundit. And so when they're watching, you know, it was the Euros over the, the summer and various other games Alex Scott does as well. And it's like, right, this is good analysis. And it's kind of amongst, and then it's amongst Danny Mills and it's amongst Robbie Savage. And they're like, oh, look, he kicked a ball. And it's like, cheers, Danny. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got, and it's just like, when it, like, and then, but the abuse ends up being directed at the people who are, and don't get me wrong, I think there is, a, there's, a, there's a Scouse, um, there's a Scouse, uh, you know, it's the balance. There's a Scouse woman uh, who, uh, she's played for Liverpool, great footballer, terrible pundit, you know, but like I would happily say that I just don't think she's very good and like at, at the pundit job. Yeah. And Hayes and Alex Scott, exemplary at what they do. It's the same. Danny Mills over and Mike yeah, can't do, do it. Can't do it. It's got nothing to do with gender. There's some people aren't good at things, some people are. Exactly, exactly. But when, when, the, when the, you know, the pile of pressure comes on, the people who are good just because they're women, that's when it's an issue. It's yeah, it's like an easy, it's an easy out. It's an easy, you know, democrat. It's, it's, it's easy. To, it's very easy to pick on people and make it about um, gender when, it, when yeah. it really has got nothing to do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, yeah, long, long way to go, long way to go. But um, it feels like there's a hell of a lot of investment going on and there is going on in both the England FA setup and the, the WSL, the Women's Premier League. And It's massive now. Mm. I've never known a period since the lockdown. It's it's really, like, I don't particularly watch it that much. If it's on, I watch it. You know, And, and if Arsenal are playing, I always watch them. But mm. no, fair play. It's definitely come a long way. Definitely. And I'd like, it's... Um, and this is no slight on women's football, but I, like, I, I barely watch, unless it's a really big game, like other Premier League games now. I never mind, like, like I feel like Arsenal takes up so much of my life in the men's game. Like, uh, to add another team to it is, like... Yeah, I think so. Like, I follow them. And, and like, when, like, say, when they're on TV, I'll watch them, absolutely. But there's... I actually went to an Arsenal women's FA Cup final when I was, like, 16. That was great. They played at Wickham Ground. That was fun. Um, against Charlton, Charlton, I should say, sorry, and then, and then they won. That was great, but I think that was Faye White that was playing back in the day. Were we in the yellow strip? No, yellow I, don't think, I think. Um, let's have a look. Arsenal wins FA Cup victory, Adams Park. So, just I while think, I'm looking that up, I think if I um, started watching the women's football as well, I think Steph would probably leave me. I think I think that'd be too far. Okay, I spent all because I've already spent more time watching the men's. I mean, how far can you go? Reserves, the women's. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, before you become a bit too obsessed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, FA Cup win at Charlton, Charlton, I should say. So uh, w- one thing I should mention that I think people should go to. Here we go. Oh no, was that? No, it wasn't. I don't know. Um, definitely beat Charlton Athletic. Um. I can't find the the result anyway. But so um, one thing I think last one on the women's thing is the uh, there's a massive game coming up. I was listening to it on the Arsenal Vision podcast and obviously I've been speaking about it with my girlfriend. We live really close. It's like 12 quid a ticket um, for adults and like six quid for juniors. There's still loads of tickets going. It's at the Emirates. It's Arsenal versus Barcelona. Um, now we're going to get beaten by Barcelona because they're one of the best teams in the world. So, like, I was listening to Tim Stillman talk about it, who's a big women's um, journalist in the Arsenal game. And he says that basically Arsenal at the moment are, like, um, a bit like Arsenal were in 2007, like, when we got to the final. So we're, like, re- oh, actually, no, more like 2003, 2004. Top, top team, like, could 
win the league, not comfortably, but it's between Arsenal and Chelsea, really. City are a bit out of it, have lost to both Arsenal and Chelsea this season. Um, I think Chelsea beat them 6-0 or something crazy. But And then there's, uh, and basically Barcelona are like the Barcelona 08 men's team. Like they are being considered as like the best team to have ever played in the women's game. And uh, they're going to be in North London and they're going to be, you can watch them for a tenner and screw it. If you can get behind Arsenal, we can get a point out of it, which I doubt we will. It will be a special occasion. Um, is it a group perfect. game? It's a group game, yeah. But the good thing is that means that if we do meet them, because the top two go through, so if we do meet them, it will be in the final. So you don't have to play them knockout stages. But then you've got Leon and Chelsea, who were probably the other favourites alongside Arsenal. But Leon are like the... They've been dominating for a long time. I think last year was... Did they who who won the Champions League last year? I think it was no, it was Barcelona, and then Leon had won by the six before that. So, yeah, it annoys me that Barcelona are doing well. Yeah, just when the men's are sliding off, they've got they got the women got to be like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll 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 take the bat on for a few years. Yeah, absolutely. Just piss off and be shit. <laughs> it's like, can you please? Yeah, I'm quite enjoying that the men's Barcelona team are being a bit rubbish now. Phenomenal, mate. Uh, yeah. I love to in the mud. Um, should we take another question? Yes, let's do it. Um, okay. it. I've I've lost my questions. Let's go through it now, shall we? Okay, so um, Barcelona bought Danny Alves. Should Arsenal bring back Wilshere? That's from Shaquille. What is a coach? He's well, it's up to you. How, how old is he now? Danny Alves is back there as a player, so I'm assuming that Shaquille means that we'll bring him back as a player. So he's 29. Has he come back, has he? So Wilshere's been training with the... No, Danny Alves, I mean. Oh, Sorry. Danny Alves. Yeah, Danny Alves has come back. He's playing for free. I think he's playing for free. Okay. Um, um, I don't think so. Do you? I, don't, I, I um, just think, as much as I love Wilshere, I just think he's... I just don't think he's, he's got the fitness for it. Yeah. Um, Danny Alves accepts lowest salary on the first team. Okay, I'm not sure what it is exactly. I thought it was for free, but so I, um, I thought he'd left Barcelona. I don't know why. Well, Danny Alves, he had. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, 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 right. But he went to Barcelona. He went to um, Brazil for a long time, and then he's just been like Barcelona are going through some terrible stuff. Xavi's given him a call. So listen, mate, sort me out. Um, wow. So, um, so yeah, what was I say? So Danny Alves is back. Uh, um, no, I wouldn't with Wilshere, and it's a sad one. But I mean, it'd have to be incredibly specific terms. And one, one thing I'd really like about Arsenal at the moment is the plan and the conviction with the plan. Sign under 23s, like good talent with a lot of potential, integrate them into the team, get the system going. And does like a Wilshire who's not played since May, the last time he played was against Wickham in May in the championship. He's been injured for over a year. He's been injured most of his career. Gotta love the guy to pieces, but like what kind of state is he going to be in? And look, if he's training well, when we've got AFCON coming up in January, maybe it's he's got like a role to play in the dressing room. And maybe he can just be that player that allows Maitland Niles, that allows Aziz, maybe. I know he's on loan, but maybe that would be a better option. I think Aziz would be a better option to bring back from loan than I think Wilshire, Wilshire would be to resign. I think it's a Willian move. I think yeah. it's uh, you know, like it's a sentimental William move, isn't it? It's yeah. it's like it's like a fairy tale, you know. You'd love to see it, you know. Um, it's like communism, you know. On paper, it sounds great. 
<laughs> but, it, <laughs> but in reality, doesn't work. That's um, hilarious. I'd love. I'd love. Listen. Yeah, I think we'd all love to see him in a coach role at the club. You know, in like a Mertesacker's type role. Um, and I think you know he talks very highly of the players. Mm. Um, he was on. Um, was it match of the day sky the other day yeah i think it was on sky sports and listen yeah we, i think i think he's got a future in that i don't I, but i think i think he's done i just and you know it's nothing against him you know because he's, he's definitely good enough i just think it's, he's he's been played with injuries and it's um you know you've only got so long haven't you definitely yeah i mean look i think how long it's taken Mikel to coach in xyz for the players you know this is the system this is how we play and all that sort of stuff and to bring back a player that will probably play once every i don't know however many weeks and probably play about four or five times i just think it's blocking somebody else and he's yeah. you know Bas- bournemouth didn't even offer him a full-time I mean. in the end you know they offered him a short-term one and then he's he got let go and I, I know it's so sad but i thought it'd be coming into the peak of his career but i just think you know, it's and, and Arteta has been really clear from the outset that that's just not even happening. It's not likely. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's talk of Ramsey. Um, yeah, it's a different conversation. There, yeah, he's a yeah. I think Ramsey's still got it. Um, I, I, I think he'd, he'd be ideal to be honest. He, he's not a really Antonio. I think he's no. more of a Ronaldo type player to bring back to the club, someone <laughs> who, who can do a job. Um, someone who you wouldn't necessarily rely on, but it's a backup, isn't it? In that in that central midfield where we are quite thin in quality yeah. and experience. And once again, you know, with the with the young players, I think um, I think I think it's criminal that we ever let him go. Yeah, especially for three. Um, I, I'd I'd like to see Ramsey back at the club. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. To be honest, I think it would probably be a six month loan with an option to buy. But he's like 30, 31, um, quite injury yeah. prone. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him back at the club, and as long as it, he, if he he could take El Nenny's place, sits a bit deeper, but then could actually attack and cut between the lines, maybe a good a more attacking part like partner than um, the one Nenny would be. But I'd take know. Ramsey on crutches over over um, El Nenny. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about terrible. it. Terrible. Um, I've got a good question here, actually. Go on, hit me. Pineapple on pizza from In The oh, Clock End. I wonder who asked that question. <laughs> in The Clock End podcast. I mean, oh, I wonder who that is. Um, this guy knows. Um, pineapple is, yeah, absolutely. Mate, pineapple is fine on a pizza. You heard it here first. It's absolutely fine. It's not even that. It's delicious. It is good. It works. It's Hawaiian. It's fruity. You can wear a little hula with it. You can do a little dance with some flowers and you do a little dance, get do down tonight. I have no issue with it. One iota, I think. <laughs> Embrace it. Embrace I, it. Hey, I like it. Is it is is it heritage Italian? No. Is that okay? Yes, it's absolutely fine. I don't won't even call it a pizza if you don't want me to. I don't care. I'll call it a little little, little pineapple, pineapple, on toast. pineapple and tomato bap. I'll call it if you really want me to. Um You've really thought about this question, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you knew it was coming you know, up. <laughs> you know what? The only thing I have against people um, is... So, yeah, right. So, do you know what? I have, I have two things in the world I hate. It's people who judge people for what they have on their pizza and people who have anchovies on their pizza. Oh, I yeah. hate people who have anchovies on their pizza. That is weird. I can't, I can't deal with it, mate. They look vile. They are vile. The texture, like squidgy. Yeah, yeah. I agree, mate. Very salty. Um, um, and Tottenham fans as well. You don't like Tottenham fans. They are Tottenham fans, all of them. 
Um, I've got a good one here, actually. Who was your favourite player of all time? Um, Let's pick one. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, it's Thierry Henry. Like, I I grew up at an age where he was, um, at his best. He had a character. He loved the club. Um, he had everything. You know, he's the most electric player I've probably ever seen. Full stop. And um, but I think if I think that's quite an easy answer. I yeah. think I'd almost like to go a bit further into that. And well, for, well, who's yours? Let's get into that, and then we'll see what we can dive into. Uh, Freddie Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg. Fair mm. play. I mean, he's great. You're very exciting. Pink hair. Just the, yeah, it was the hair, man. I loved it growing up in the early 2000s. What? It was just cool, man. He was just like a cool punk footballer. I love that about him. Yeah. He was very kind of stand out on his own. Obviously, I love Thierry, but yeah, Lundberg was just like today. Yeah. It was underrated as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. Very underrated. Yeah, yeah, he was unreal. He's very much similar to Emile Smith-Rowe in the way he plays now. And he's got that same sort of, same knack of like arriving late in the box and making these jinking little runs, you know, pass, run, move immediately. Quite small, getting in between people. He was great. Um, Shout out to, I think, Santi Cazorla. I... I think Santi Cazorla might have been one of my favourite, not footballers, but humans in history. Honestly, he he was something else. Um, the magician. The magician. But he had, he was just so nice and he just was like so happy and he had everything. And it's such a shame the Arsenal career that he had came to an end in such a bad way. But just sort of, it was injury, wasn't it? That yeah. really with him. Mm-hmm. No worries, mate. Yeah, yeah. No worries, mate. <laughs> No worries, mate. He was, you know, I was watching the FA Cup final the other day. I was working from home and I was just watching some Arsenal stuff. And yeah, it had, it had the highlights. And it's a, oh, what, what a strike. Yeah. Um, one on reflection, you do watch and think, oh, how did, how did the keeper probably should have saved it? But it doesn't take anything away from the goal. Um, well, what a guy. Yeah. Love him. 100%. Um, no, he was great. So he had an absolute wand of a left foot and a wand of a right foot. I mean, he could do anything. Um, other shout outs include Emmanuel Boué. He came on as a sub, and then he got subbed again. Oh, and he got booed off. Funny. Um, it went a bit south for him in the end. Yeah, I, I loved Alexis Sanchez, but he never really connected with the fans in the way. I mean, he was the one that really sort of got me off my feet, even Ozil for a long time. But um, if I go back a bit further, um, are you trying to tell me that Ozil shouldn't have a statue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we'll get into that. Um, Miyachu Park. Fucking hell. Those are the days, eh? Um, do, you uh, remember, uh, do you remember we have, um, oh, what's his name? Yossi Ben Ahume. Yeah, yeah, oh, Ben Ahume. Emmanuel Frimpong. Frimpong, yeah, we had them. Who was that Dench guy? Quincy Winsuabay. That was Quincy Winsuabay. Do you remember he scored that goal against Doncaster in the yeah. League Cup? Uh, yeah, losing. we nearly lost and then Gilberto equalised in the last minute and we beat him on penalties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back Francis back. Jeffers, another Francis concert. Jeffers. You know, I was watching, I was listening to, no, I wasn't watching, I was listening to Talk Sport the night after we beat um, Leeds and they said, uh, this guy, this guy, this Arsenal caller was on about um, Eddie and Kea and he's like, yeah, he's like a modern day Francis Jeffers. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, less said about that, the best I'd. Oh, Nick, Nick and Katia, bless him. I have always kind of loved the the kind of underappreciated players. Like, Gilberto Silva was also one of my favourite players growing yeah, up. Yeah, he was great. Just such a rock in that team. Um, because he was with Vieira, you know, it was, he was sort of underappreciated. 
Eddie was wow. Eddie was very was a very good central midfielder, very strong. Yeah, locked to goal as well occasionally. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's get one from the the uh, not Discord, um, the Telegram group, which you can join. Um, okay, so Kadaz says, "Hey, are the rumours true that the uh, talks are ongoing between Arsenal and Marseille to make Saliba's move permanent?" No idea. That's a rumour. Very very difficult. Um, to say, and I don't think that would be the case. So, um, so I think to, 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 to expand on that, um, Pranav says, assuming Saliba comes back next season, would Arteta consider playing a back five, Tomiyasu and Tierney in advanced positions? P.S. Not forgetting Nuno. Um, I think we've touched upon this before, haven't we? The whole Saliba thing. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I think we've talked it to the end, but I don't think... Arsenal will be looking to make it permanent. I think they'll be wanting him back. I think he'll they'll continue playing the back four. I think he'll be the third centre back. Mm. Um, I think if they were to play a back five, that's what they do. Um, that's exactly what they do. But I do think I think it would be. I think might be a right winger more than Tommy Asu on the right hand side. Perhaps uh, it's it's really hard to say. I think. Well, wait, wait, what did he say? So Tierney on the wing, but I think the back five. So I think the back five would be Tommy Asu. White Gabriel probably because oh, he's got Saliba. I see the problem. Mm. I, I can't see it ever happening. Um, I can't. Yeah. I mean, the only time you'd ever really get a back five is if you're playing Liverpool. Yeah. Or you're playing against Chelsea um, when you want to get when you want to kind of um, play a low block. Um, but I think I don't think he'll go to Marseille permanently. No. You've got to, you've, you've got to look, look at look, the bigger picture. I think in terms of. I don't think Chambers will be here next season. At least I hope not. I, I think Rob Holding, yeah, maybe out the door, maybe maybe less so. Maybe Pablo Marie definitely. So we, you know, you're looking, you're, you're potentially going to be quite short on options again. So mm. um, bring in um, him back for, for Marseille. You know, it's going to give us more depth in that area. And you know, he, he's an exciting young player uh, who we can get behind. Yeah, and I think it would be stupid to let him go. Um, he's got two years left in his contract from the when he gets back. Spent a lot of money on him as well, didn't he? A lot of money on him. And I guess, look, have you look across the Premier League, how many 20-year-old centre-backs do you have? Barely anyone. It's very rare that these centre-backs get, you know, a lot of regular football. And don't forget, we wanted to send him out somewhere else in the Premier League. But at the time, he'd lost his mum that season. He wanted to go back home. So he went back home to France. He's now playing regularly, playing out of his skin. Um I think it's I think it's a good move for him. The, the the only bad mistake we ever really made with him was not loaning him out from the beginning of last season. Mm. I think that really annoyed him. And look, I think he's come out and said, you know, via David Ornstein that he's happy and wants to prove himself at Arsenal. And you know, I think Arteta said some kind words as well. So let's see let's see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we're, we're a massive club, and you know, pe- people are going to want to play for Arsenal. So I think. It, you know, I think you'd be silly to, to assume that he, he would want to necessarily leave the club. Um, and let's not forget that like things are going well at the moment. We could easily yeah. finish in the top six. Don't you get too excited. But if we do, he's got if a lot of minutes. I think we'll win the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it's on. It's on. We're gonna win the line. We're gonna win the league. But he um, he you know, he's he'll get minutes, a hell of a lot of minutes because of that. So I think the future's bright for him. Right, I've got I've got a Pepe question here. Have Pepe. Seen, um, what kind of impact would Sal and Pepe have realistically? Oof. Kind of impact, okay. As in, well, firstly, I think we get twenty mil. 
Yeah. Not much more. Not much more. So I think the the impact would be we'll get 25 quid million, which would be nice. Better than not having 25 million. The the other impact would be, um, I think, well, who are our right-sided attackers other than Saka? Because Arteta likes somebody who can come in. Nelson. Sorry? Reese Nelson. Yeah, he's a right footer, isn't he? He's on loan at the moment. So I assume that's going to see him at summer. So let's assume he's he comes back from Feyenoord. He's quite good. Yeah, yeah. I could I could get on board with that. At least it's something else. I think I'm a bit done with Pepe. I think I, I think we all are, aren't we? Really? Yeah. I think I think we're tired of these conversations when there's a lot of people out there who still defend him mm. each their own. But I just think like after, after nearly three years, you sort of like come on now. We've seen um, everything we need to see. From yeah, him. no, absolutely. It's, it's yeah, it's, too much time has gone on now, and um, it's just it's just that those consistencies. Um, he's yeah. consistently inconsistent, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, his time's kind of gone, and, and I'll be honest. I think the biggest impact will be it will be a weight off the the board's shoulders. We don't have this seventy two million pound player on the bench mm. anymore, and I think other people will will come through, and we can go to other people for options and. I guess there's a good time for Pepe every now and then we can come on and do something a little bit crazy in the last 10 minutes. But is is that really... Is that worth 72 million? Yeah, it's just not, is it? And, and I'd, also... I'd see Nelson develop and I'd rather see other talented youngsters come through. And there's sure. there's an argument to be made to put Emil smith row on the right, Saka on the left and Erdegaard through the middle. Uh, Erdegaard on the right as well. That's equally fine. You know, there's all of these things. These guys can really kind of cross, you know, cross change over. Uh, I just... Yeah, and also like we if if he if he was to leave, we wouldn't have to talk about him ever again. No, oh, yeah. He's not at AFCON, is he? So he's at AFCON. Spent, Sorry, spent yeah. last season spending so much time talking about William. Oh um, yeah. It's just he, depressing. Like he's become the new William And now he's gone. It's just like he oh. has become the new William. I think he's you know. Mm. But I think people I don't know, maybe 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 we're the, the deluded ones because People see something there. I, I don't. I can't see anything in him. Yeah, I do. But he, he's a talented guy. There's no doubt about that. You can. He's just got this talent that you can't place. You can't put it in anything. It's just a. Mm. I want to take as many touches as I possibly can, and I'll finally beat about two people, and then something crazy will happen. I'm either fall over or score a forty yard screamer, and it's like I. I don't know where you're passing. Nobody else in the team knows when he's passing. <clears throat> We've talked to death, but yeah, no, I'm. I think I'm just a bit done with having yeah. him in and around the squad. And you're right. I mean, look, last season we were having conversations about Louise every week, about, you know, dare I say, Xhaka every week, even though he has good games. It's just like, I know we're not ready for a midfield without Xhaka yet, really, I don't think, long term. But like... We're not ready to cut the, the apron strings. No, but like Willian, in which like, oh, those conversations just gone. And it's so nice just to not have these kamikaze players. <laughs> Um, great way it's a great description there. so so that's what I think the impact would be generally good um, okay do you want to end on Liverpool have a little, little yeah go on, let's have a look. well firstly Keith Champ has just said can we sign Phillips from Leeds I think if we can we should I think he's absolutely class and would be great double pivot I don't think we could he's also got a great song so what's his song? Look at, I can't sing it it's a Leeds song but it's you, good. You can sing it. Go it's, on. Wow, it, it wouldn't make sense to us actually. It's like it's about. It, it, I can't. No, not even going there. No, I'll send no, you it. I'll send no, you it. I'm not singing. I'll put it on the Instagram story later. Um, okay. Would you like to see Elneny play versus Liverpool? 
uh, rather as a partner to party or if party's injured. So let's assume party's injured. Difficult, isn't it? I think my answer is no. Do you trust Sainsley and uh, Sammy on their own? Even, even though I don't I rate out any. Mm. No, but I, I would say I'd play a back five. Okay. Like I'd I'd go I'd just do that. I'd I'd just do the play the back five, soak up the pressure, play on the break. Now the Bamiyang will have Saka and Will Smith throws that quick escape artists. Everyone else can just hold. I think I'd play Tomiyasu. I'd play so Tomiyasu, so obviously Ramsdale, and then I'd have as the back three, Tomiyasu, White, and Gabriel. Okay. And then on the left, oh, would I actually do that? No, sorry, scratch that. I'd play Tierney, Gabriel, and White. Tavares as left of the back five slash wing back. Tommy Asu, the other one, is a bit more defensive, really. So I think Nuno Tavares has proven against the, some of the best players in the league that he can handle them physically, match them. So, you know, against Salah, I think he's probably going to be needed to double up with Tierney. And then Tommy Asu, obviously, has been solid, and I'd play Lukonga and um, Mainland Niles. But I think they've got enough cover with a back five to deal with it. I think Ainsley can have a good day. I think he's athletic. He's got the right physical profile. He can he can do it if he really wants to. And it looks like his mentality has been there this season. Um, and have those three up top. So again, I'd leave, I'd leave Erdegaard on the bench and I'd leave Lacazette on the bench. But I think, you know, I think Lacazette will come on and have a, a racing like last 30 minutes. And you know, he, he can speed things up and perhaps get into something. Just be in the game at 60 mm. minutes. Be in the That's game it. at 60 minutes. Be in the game at 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah. It's it's a difficult. Like we said last time, it is a free hit. Um, it is, yeah. I feel quite optimistic. And I think most Arsenal fans, like I said last time, will, will accept a defeat if the team play well. If we go up there, we put a performance in. Um, mm. You know, uh, I just, just don't get beaten. Yeah. Well beaten. Um, but who knows, you know, coming off back of the international break, yeah, potential potential injuries to Liverpool. Um, yeah, who have they got? So Mane, Henderson. Apparently, yeah. Uh, Milner. Um, Milner. There's a few other ones. But, you know, listen, Liverpool at Anfield. Triple injury boost. No, wait, hold on. Liverpool handed triple injury boost ahead of Arsenal in Premier League. Uh, so, actually, all three of those players are back in training. Okay, fantastic. But I don't know what that means. They might not be available. The dream lasted about five minutes. Yeah. Well, you know what though, Brian went up there and got a result. They, they lost to West Ham. They're not. They're not unbeatable. Well, they're not. They've lost <laughs> this season. No, they're not. Um, like we, I think they'll we just be. Got... Sorry. Well, so I think they'll be buzzing for to get points because they're have come off the back of a little bit. Well, I say that they've beaten Atletico twice and they beat Liverpool, uh, Man United five way at their own house. So. But they, you know, drew against Brighton. They lost against uh, West Ham away. I think they'll be buzzing to try and get a victory. Um, but I think they'll be they'll be conscious of us now. Like we've been scouted, people will know what we can do, and they've been on a good run. And I think they'll be cautious of what we can do. So, um, I don't. I, it feels different this time. It's still different. It does feel different. I, I do. I, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would. I would expect Liverpool to beat us. Yeah, because they are, you know, one of the best teams in Europe. That's true. Um, but listen, um, you know, all, listen, all we've got to do, right? I thought about this. All we've got to do is put the ball in their goal more times than they put in ours. That's all we've got to do. 
Have you ever thought about being a manager? <laughs> you know what? You, that was that was like that was like if it had Emma Hayes talking in the background, and then I just heard Danny Mills say that. I put it from my from my phone at the phone. <laughs> that was Vengeress, right? That That's was Vengeress. That was Vengeress. I love it. Um, all right. Well, let's let's leave it there. What's your predictions for for for, for Saturday? Is it Saturday? Saturday, yeah, five thirty. I'm going up there actually. So I'm, I'm excited to go. You got tickets? Going up there, yeah. I'm there's, there's a few of us going up there. It's going to be a, a big, a big day out. Can you get me tickets? Where the hell is this going? Um, yeah. I'm I did joking. actually have. I did actually have nervous there. Actually, my mate dropped out, so I could have. Oh, how much were tickets? Out of interest, twenty-seven quid. You're joking. They're caps for away games. Oh, okay. So it's cheap, isn't it? That's why that's why everyone, um, that's why it's such a demand. Um, wow. you wouldn't be able to get back to London though. The last train it goes before, really. Yes, yeah, mate, we've been screwed over this month with fixtures. Man, you're not on a Thursday night, can't go to that. Mm-hmm. Everything on Monday night, I've got tickets, but I don't know how I'm going to get home. Mm-hmm. We've got Leeds on a 5 30 on a Saturday. I think I'm going to stay with some family up there. So, yeah, it's a nightmare, mate. Carnage. Sky Sports is like screwing over like the, the, the match attendant fans. It's so annoying. It is annoying. They think about all the, isn't it? I know it's, we're a global sport, but mm. you know, for the people who go, we, you know, to these games, it's, it's not on really. But it's like, yeah, we're all, we, nobody can watch um, 3 p.m. kickoffs on TV mm. because they're worried about people not going to the games, but we'll happily have Newcastle Southampton on a Monday night. It's like, Literally. It's, right. yeah crazy um well look enjoy thanks mate cheer us on sing Sakura and and over 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 sing it over over again i sing it every day i think yeah i do it in the shower when i brush yeah. my teeth <laughs> i like it i like it i like, I like it i like it if we do that we'll be here all night so let's leave it there um, and we'll finish this and we'll um, continue singing by ourselves. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Cheers for joining me. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. See you next week. Oh, 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 oh.